you know, the only thing that has changed is the ambition I have. I am still a young person. Yeah. I am still unemployed and you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to be an elected leader. I'm not going into elections with the mentality that I must win the elections. Look at the many other titles. What that was the podcast, but <laughs> welcome to Mental Wealth Podcast with Derek Were, your main man, DMW, and of course, our one and only. My name is Lillian Simu. Derek and I na highlights mingi again, but to Shamzoe in this podcast. I we are so happy that you are tuned in again. We hope that you enjoyed our last podcast. Yes, we are here again with another exciting. Podcast. Derek, do you want to tell them what we are talking hey, about? Leo, Leo, today, I just love it. Uh, today we are here to discuss about politics. Uh, politics, and we are having a young aspirant here, a uh, very amazing young man who has been out there working with community for, for, for quite a long time. And today, or 2022, he decided this is the right time for him to venture into politics and to try out his luck. But most often we we have seen young people especially uh, getting into depression uh, and doing other things leading to mentally related cases or becoming victims of mentally related cases so we want to find out more about politics and how one is able to keep his mental sadness uh, on check or some of the red flags that can easily pin them down during campaign season. So, of course, we have a guest with us. Allow me to welcome him to introduce himself to us and to our audience. Uh, thank you very much, Derek and Lillian, for hosting me on the Mental Health Podcast. I am John Muisio Musila, uh, most commonly known as Chinaman, the MC. For those I played football with growing up, I know they call me Gaucho, there are those who call me Jonte, all these many names. But bottom line, I am John Muisio Musila, and I'm happy to be part of this podcast today. And that is it for my introduction. Mwishimio. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention this. I am running for the seat of the MCA, Member of County Assembly, that is Nairobi County, for Lindy Ward of Kibra constituency. Yeah. 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 Karibu sana Mwishimiwa, but maybe even just tell us, tell our audience, before you ventured into Uheshimiwa, what were you doing before? Yeah, that is a very important part for them to know. Uh, I know I would say a few things and people would start calculating my age, but unlike most people who write their age, I am 28 years old and I will turn 29 this year. I finished my Form 4 in 2012 after which then i joined wasani sana uh, theater group then now it is a youth organization i rebranded and started doing performing arts so i have done a lot of uh, traditional dance uh, modern dance poetry acting and i know i even part of the audience today i must have entertained you somewhere or the other uh, through comedy and acting short skits I also am a graduate of electrical engineering uh, from the Technical University of Kenya. Took a power options major, and uh, that I graduated last year. Uh, so what I've been doing is community organizing. I have done a lot of community work with a number of organizations. I did some work with MSF as as an educator in their facilities. I have done work with Women Empowerment Link. That is well. I have done quite substantive work around community work on social justice in the community. I'm also a human rights activist, but my 
point of entry in human rights activism is not only demonstrations but having the logic behind things so i've always focused on creating empowerment through education in communities and that is why i love what wasani sana does uh, short skits for empowerment it is not as human rights activists to always be speaking for our communities but communities being empowered enough to be able to speak for themselves i have a specific bias on youth the leadership and governance i know i've done things on gender i've done things on corruption done things but i know all these things narrow down or zero into governance if there is poor governance then there is every other thing poor i always use this tagline that bad leadership is recipe for bad governance and bad governance is recipe for bad life yeah so to improve lives we must fast correct leadership so i will maybe now say further moving forward into the conversation because we're talking politics yeah and politics again is an equator to leadership yeah. and of course that is where we're going okay asante sana for that that introduction and i like the way you have you have brought us you have told us about what you've been doing in regards to community your passion for for human rights so is this where you you saw the gap for example for you to venture into into politics into elective position or what yeah that is a very important point to also look at it from uh, i think from the interactions i have done being what i have been is i've realized that there is a lot of things in these communities that are a failure because of the bad leadership that we have so being an active citizen who sees and observes things happening in their community and now particularly lindy ward i've seen that for the last 15 years we've had a failure in even having government projects run in that community because of bad leadership and so i felt like I have all it takes. I've been able to connect a couple of people to opportunities. I've been able to represent people where they were aggrieved. I've been in a position to even stand in for people who were being oppressed. And so this is qualities of a leader that we need. So I also need to stand for them now holistically as a community. So I do not have a bias to only the place where I've grown and where my resources as a single individual can reach, but then now I have the greater influence of leadership position to impact on the lives of many Lindi residents. Now in 2017 we had about 16,000 voters. If this is only voters then means that community has more than 30,000 people. So these 30,000 people are entitled to human rights. Now human rights starts from basic needs. People need access to water. People need access to healthcare. People need access to proper education. People need a person who can represent them and connect them to economic empowerment opportunities. So if we don't have this and I am this person who knows how these things can be done and I sit back and watch another 5 years loss will that be fair to that community of course not and then that was a motivator for me to get into politics well that is very courageous because i'm sure even you Derek you've seen something wrong with the community but you're here seated <laughs> Anyway, you're doing a podcast. You're doing a podcast. So yeah, I need to empower people mentally so that they can choose leaders. Oh, they can choose leaders while they're insane. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We we love that. Yeah. Before we started this conversation, we were discussing something important about your identity as a person and now your identity as a, as a person who's vying for for elective seat and you were saying the way immediately for example you announced that you wanted to run for elective seat you your name changed to hash and i just want i want us to discuss that but 
looking at maybe the effect that has had on your mental health or your relationship with, with people and how people see you and how that makes you feel as a person? I really don't remember quite well who said this. Um, I'm, I'm a reader, but I don't think I'm a good reader like the both of you would be. And if I'm wrong, you would maybe also correct me. But somebody says that uh, human beings are social beings. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I would, I would wish to give credit to that person, but because I don't remember them, I will not. But I just know exactly that is it. We are social beings. And being social means you're able to interact with people. And from interactions, you're even able to relieve pressure from yourself by cracking jokes, being able to tell stories, at times even tell uh, lies in these stories, but just feel good, you know. Uh, my mental health has always been a priority and I've been exactly what that person said, a social being. And I know you've interacted with me in spaces that I was just in that space because I wanted to have fun and interact with people, not because I wanted to be very serious. So even when I went into leadership, I didn't make this decision today. No, no, no. I would have run for MCA in 2017. I was eligible. I was about 20, 25 years old. And I would have run in 2013. I was already 19. But I chose not to run then because I didn't think I had the mental ability to take the pressure that comes with political leadership. So this was opportune time for me to run because I've done everything humanly possible for me to be safe when I ran for this office. So one of the things that I have not done is I have not taken the entitlement that comes with the title. You know, Mweshimiwa. And every other person now expect because they've called you that to fit some character. You change your dress code, uh, change the way you interact with people. But then now for me, nothing has changed. Same dress code. I do not you go. Ule ule. And uh, you've seen I've come here with my you, mega phone. Still, this still... guy is working, is walking around with his tools of trade. He yeah. has a mega phone here. Yeah, you've seen me with my megaphone. Ideally, any other politicians, most of the season, will give that megaphone to somebody else to do it on themselves. Yeah. He's kind of come here. So I've kept that. And I talk to people while sitting in bases I used to sit. You find me pulling. I used to play pool. I'm there. Uh, we can, let's go swimming. I'm there. Because that is what has been me. Nothing much has changed. The only thing that has changed is the ambition in my young age to become a politically elected leader. I mean, how, how are you doing all this? I mean, uh, you're not changing your dress code. Come on, you're still found there. Yeah, I think, how do you how do you maintain not to be pressured into, into quote-unquote, appearing like I'm Heshimio? It is the whole thing on preparation. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't think of running today. I've always thought of running and being elected because I've been a leader for the longest time. Uh, actually, for the longest time that I can't even remember the first time I was a leader. Uh, I must have been in primary. And I went all through being a leader into secondary. And I've had good and bad instances as a leader. I've been attacked by students for being... Uh, holding high integrity levels, wanting people to will always do right, and you know all that. So Kenyans wanted, <laughs> Kenyans have always loved impunity, even from school level. I bet, I bet, yes, because... <laughs> 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 no, no, I, I, think, I, I think you're right, because I didn't disagree with anyone who was doing the right thing. Yeah. I only disagreed with people who did the wrong thing, I wanted me to cushion them. Yeah. So every time I cushioned them, I was their friends, but every time I didn't, fall on their sides. <laughs> you are not I was on the wrong side. Yeah. So I've kept doing this. I've, I've kept be feeling for people. 
uh, one of the things that even my own mom agrees is I've always stood by the virtues that I stand for. Uh, truth, honesty, fairness, and of course the respect for human rights. Upholding everyone's dignity. I would add opportunities and I would tell my mom because I don't know women who can benefit. Bring me 10 vulnerable women. Don't bring me your friends because that is what I stand for. I want to share these opportunities equitably and equity then means uplift the person who is in the lowest cadre to at least match the standards of every other person. Yeah. So if I took my mom's friend for example or my own friends, maybe I will not be reaching to the vulnerable. L let me ask you, uh, you're making this sound simple. I don't know if it's it's as simple as it is, but anyway, you said you have prepared for this for, for quite a while. How how do you maintain your boundary with people? You know, uh, I have I, I've been active in politics before, supporting other candidates, uh, not buying Lilian, so that our listeners know about yeah for the records. <laughs> I have not uh, shown my interest yet, but I'm preparing people are saying MBI can make a good leader. Anyway. How do you maintain your boundary? How do you, people come, you know, as a, as a politician, people come to your doorstep, Sinaunga, I don't have this, I need this. How do you maintain your boundary and you know you cannot go beyond this, uh, you know, to leave yourself without anything? How do you maintain that boundary? I think it was key for you to hear me mention my virtues, because that is what guide me, truth honesty, transparency, and of course, the respect for the rule of law. How? Now, look here. Mm -hmm. I am not able to solve your problem, and that is what is true. You are contesting and you're telling us you're not able to solve my problem. Exactly. You are expecting those citizens I have, to... I have an idea that can solve your problems, but I don't have a solution to your problem now. That a is, short, a, a, a sort of a, a here and now solution. Exactly. For, for the this problem. is what I am saying. I know it is human nature to be satisfied by temporary satisfaction yeah. that I bought you Unga today. But what happens in the next five years? Will I be able to buy you Unga every single day? Yeah. If not, then I am not solving any of your problems. Now I'm coming here to tell you, look here. I am a young person struggling the same way you're struggling in the same hood. Our only difference is I have an ambition to be your leader, your area representative. Now what comes with being the leader is I command some influence. I will knock into doors where opportunities are available for the people of Lindy, and they will open them for me because of the title, yeah. MCA Lindy Ward. But as we speak now, there are only few doors I can knock and get open to because these are people I have worked with. Now, these opportunities I have now cannot solve all the people's problem in Lindy. And so, the truth of the matter is, I am not able to solve all your problems now. Actually, at some point, I am even struggling with my own bills. I need to pay my own rent. I need to, uh, to, to have my own clothing. I need to feed myself. And I am at times not even able to sufficiently do all that. But I still have the ambition to be the leader. Yeah. So even as I'm seeking employment, I am telling the truth. I'm not going to lie to you that I'm going to pay for your child's school fees. I am not able to. In some instances, yeah. I will connect you to organizations that can do that. But if these organizations also don't have that opportunity, I will tell you the truth, I'm not able to do that now. You know, but now look here, this is not a race against yourself. It's a race against other 
able men, women outside there, and they're vying for this position. Beautiful. In class, in school, I will also, I will, I was always worried about my grades, you know, uh, the position and everything. Tell us, it doesn't disturb you, not even an, an iota of it. Like, you feel like, I'm not doing enough for my people. I need to overstretch. I need to look for more money. I need to, you know, work, you know, and burn the midnight oil to ensure that there's something for my community. It doesn't disturb you. But it, it really does disturb me. And that is why I am offering what all my competitors are not offering. I am offering leadership. Anyone who comes and flaunts how much money they have, and even gives them in rallies and not offering a solution to problems is not worthy legislative leadership that is the norm of leadership in this country. Because what we need is people who will go into the assembly, discuss the welfare of Nairobi. And by welfare, I do not only mean health. I do not only mean education. I even mean beyond that. If a young person like you, Derek, younger than me, wants to start a business, for example, in Nairobi, so that you can be financially stable, you'll need about seven licenses. Seven licenses for somebody who's never done business and earned profit. How are you going to make it? It is almost impossible. So we need a leadership that will go and legislate and say, let us lower the requirement for startup businesses for young people in Nairobi County so young people can be financially stable before they are out of the young bracket, the youth bracket. So that is what I am offering, leadership. They will give money. They will come with their euphoria of their parties, but they will not have the leadership I have. Now look here, everyone needs an alternative. The community needs an alternative leader. We've tried people who had money before, We've tried people who went by party euphoria. We've tried people we loved because they were community members, but none of them offered a solution to these communities in their reign. Now we have the same people I'm competing against. I have leadership. Okay. So there is something you said earlier that I took note of. You said that earlier on you didn't run because you didn't have the mental capacity. So I would like you to tell our listeners, like, what kind of mental capacity or ability does one need to be able to handle the madness that is politics? By uh, by mental capacity means a lot of things. Number one, you, like they say, don't mix uh, play and what is the other thing they say? Pleasure. Yeah, don't mix. Uh, I think it's business and pleasure. Mm-hmm, yeah, business. Yeah, because you lose one. Uh, my priorities were different at every given stage. In 2013, I was just very fresh from high school. So my priority was to at least make myself a name and something. And that is why I went into doing community stuff and joining uni. In 2017, I had not cleared my uni. So my priority was to clear and have my papers. You, you must have seen some of the people locked out of leadership, especially at the top level because of lack of degrees. If I ran for president today, I would have a valid degree. I would not be worried because I prioritized that, you know. And then again, knowing what level you are as a person so that you're able to even tell people the truth that I am a person who's grown in Lindy. I am still here. I have never been employed anywhere. 
and understanding that even as you say that, there are people who have more trouble than you do. Yeah. So, even getting to understand the whole concept here, community, what are the people I'm likely to interact with? Is it people that have sacrificed to get an education like me or people who don't even care about it? And how do I deal with such people? So that understanding alone is enough preparedness. So now I am able to like say the truth without fear that what I judge so when you're not able to say you will keep giving promises promises and the promises will be like i don't have now i will give you tomorrow yeah. but you see for me i'm not even promising to give tomorrow or the entire of the 60 days of the campaigns i am promising to do the most out of the position that is the mcl in the world for the five years even had people say women are not homogeneous and the same way men are not homogeneous. That's true. You know, there are men who are very masculine because that is what they've grown into. They don't want to feel vulnerable. I can at times feel very vulnerable and even cry. Mm. Because you, you've allowed yourself to feel and express. This is my socialization. Okay. That I will express myself to the situation. I mean, look here. We all know mental health is in the three components of thinking, feeling, and acting, isn't it? Yes. So I, I, I think that I am okay. I feel that I am okay and act okay. Feel bad, think bad, act bad, and that is exactly what I'm gonna be. So I do not want to sink myself. So if I feel bad, and this is even why I don't do campaigns every single day, I take breaks. If I wake up and feel like I don't have the energy to go, I will not go. I will sleep all day. You're saying you cannot do what we see the beggar rallies. Within a day, people are doing seven. The next day, they're hey, doing I ask eight myself, rallies. What kind of energy do these people have? You know, you, you know, for the presidency, it has no no choice. These people want nine million votes to win an election. Yeah, so and they also built their own. Yeah, and strength. One, one of the things they know for sure is immediately after election, they can rest. You know, but for us. We're only looking at about 18,000 votes. I will tell you for sure, this is always the nature of elections. A person who's going to vote for you is already decided. A person who's not going to vote for you is already decided. The only thing we're trying to do now is to try and change a few minds here and there, which is not easy. They're undecided. They're undecided, and which is not easy. Some of them will vote on the bias of parties, some of them will vote on the bias of tribe. Some of them will vote on the bias of young or old. Some of them will even vote on the bias of married or not married, which is affecting me in some instances. But that aside. Oh, okay. That's interesting. I think we need to talk about that because we usually hear a lot that it's women that go through the marriage question. Where is your husband? So now you, when you're being asked, where is your wife? Oh, I tell you for a fact, that is... You know, the question of marriage and leadership is very traditional. It has nothing to do with politics. It has everything to do with people's traditions. Yeah. Uh, predominantly, and sorry to use tribes here, but I'll just say, uh, the Luya and the Luo are very strong family ties. That if you're not a family person, you do not have a seat in the seats of elders. Or you cannot even have a say where elders are discussing anything. And these are the people that are interacting with. So they will ask you, if you do not have a family and you're not able to lead your own family, so how are you going to lead us? 
So you see, that is a bias out of tradition, not because it is a political conversation. Yeah, but it's because of where they come from, that's how they believe. And because traditions also inform community setups. We must agree Africans and masculinity are inseparable. We are one thing. I mean, this is masculine societies. And the reason why women... Actually, patriarchal society, yes. sorry. Uh, the reason why women have always been asked that is because of patriarchy. And now, patriarchy is affecting either side. It's like a family person, his ultimate good leader. Borakina onekana wewe ukona ukona bibi na unaweza kumtake care uko sawa? they might not know. They they are not even interested in the details. In the details they just want to see the wife there. Yeah. I saw wanasema tukikuja nani atatuandalia chai. Yes. I mean uh, if your leader is serving you and they can even serve you tea. What's the problem? I love, I love the, the example of tea. I love it. Love it. I love tea. Uh, so. <laughs> anyway, uh, you have talked about recharging. I'm interested to know, you know, <coughs> leaders, and you're a leader, who is your support system when you recharge or when you're in your down moments? So I've, I've, I think I've already alluded to that, that I have a very rich cycle of friends, mm. a very rich one. And by friends, I mean all genders. Yes. I know whether we like it or not, women are good planners of hangout events than men, whether we like it or not. And men are very good because at times men are reckless. Uh, uh, you go on adventures with men and they take the adventures that are more riskier than women. And so these are things that will uplift your adrenaline or just uh, challenge your adrenaline levels and, and you love a lot of fun and enjoy uh, your experiences on that. So I, I bank on my friends heavily. I can tell you Derek for a fact that since I started there are friends that have kept constant tab on me. Yeah. They're always checking on me. Yeah. And like John how are you? Mm. How are you doing? House politics oh let's have a drink here yeah. let's go out this time let's do this you know yeah and these are the people and then again a supportive family my mom I think my mom has done more campaigns for me than I have done campaigns for myself my siblings have encouraged me more than I've even encouraged myself so you see when you have that inception you have that support from the word go yeah you're good to go unlike just doing it by yourself my mom is not even supportive yeah. or I'm just going all, all alone yeah. interesting I have a question apart from creating awareness on mental health as a mental as mental health advocates one of the things that we would like to see is our leadership take mental health seriously because Sisiapa in the mental wealth family, we believe that this is a serious issue that needs to be addressed. We need access, access to quality, affordable mental health services that currently is a struggle in this country. And I know as an NCA, if you're elected, I can't say that exactly that is your, that is your, what? That is, there's something you can do about it. But is it something that is in your mind? Is it something that you have picked up in among the people that you interact with? And is it something that you plan to knock any door for? No, I, I think 
you'll even be having more information on this than I do, but I at least have an information. Number one, health is a devolved function. Devolved to mean that is a county government function. I am going to be in the county government as a legislator. Mm -hmm. Number two, as we speak, there's been very major advances made in regards to mental health. Yes. And this is in line to we, policies. We, yes. Yeah. Uh, 2021, we had a very big bill passed at the Senate of this country, the Mental Health Act of the Senate 2021. That was steered by Senator Kasanga. She was a promoter. She's nominated senator, Viper Party, my party. <laughs> and you can see the quality of leaders that this party is producing. But I'm not doing this for them. <laughs> They're not paid for this. But what I'm trying to do, <laughs> what I'm trying to say here is, in chapter four of the Kenyan Constitution, we're talking about fundamental health uh, rights. And one of the health rights we're talking about, rights we're talking about, sorry, is health. Now, if health is default and it is a right, and this is where I am going. I mean, we have proper policies now, but we have enough investment on structures to ensure that we have promotions, because by health would not only mean uh, facilities where people go when it is going awire. We mean promotion of education awareness on mental health, uh, investment on uh, maybe say rehabilit uh, recreation facilities within Nairobi County where people can always have fun to get distracted from the the, the hustle and bustle of the city. Yeah. You know, when people have all these facilities, a nice life, and we even talked about contributors of mental health problems, tough economy, tough life, you know, and I'm talking about having policies pushed in this county assembly reducing the cost of businesses in Nairobi. You know, again, when people are doing businesses without stress, so it is top in my priority. I might not be going out here loudly and saying I am I have an agenda on mental health, but I have a whole agenda on health, on health. where I am promoting it. And my way of looking at things, and I will insist on this, I'm not only looking at things in, in a straight line, I'm looking at them divergently, divergently. so that what does this lead in promotion of the other? Because mental health is in everything, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I will say confidently that question, trust me when I'm in there. To, to do something. There is a lot that can be done. Yeah, I'm, be done. I'm, I'm happy that you're, you're looking at health. But you see the reason why we, personally, I will always add mental health is because everyone has been talking about health and even now we have universal health coverage but you look when you look at mental health specifically they still and the reason why i insist they still leave it going on i acknowledge the policies but in this country we know policy doesn't directly translate to impact because we have policies gathering dust and when i ask you because you know you know how a budget works budget works in programs and sub programs and if a program is not championed for, like for example, as we are advocates for AMCA, you have to go there and tell those MCAs pre-NMS, please champion for more AMCA budget for AMCA is under sexual reproductive health. Please champion for more. Then that's a program has more budget. So yes, health is there as a general, but there's also need to champion for sub programs to get budget because those policies will not translate into impact if there's not a budget allocated 
you understand? I, I get where you're coming from yeah. and I appreciate that. But I will tell you, one of the major wins we had in the 2010 constitution is the question on public participation. You see, again, even budget-making process nowadays is not only a function of MCS and committees in parliament. It is more of a public thing. There is a budget and appropriation committee that is set up for Nairobi County. And this is the one that starts with receiving proposals for projects they can do. Now, remember, every county has its annual development plan, ADPs, and the county integrated development plans. Yes. Now, CIDPs are always five years. Mm-hmm. ADPs is always one year. Mm-hmm. So if the priority for this year is held, mm-hmm. we will receive in committees at the inception stage of the budget making cycle, mm-hmm. uh, the proposal for things that can be done in regards to health promotion for Nairobi County. Now, this is where MCS need to, in partnership with you people who are champions, and organizations inform them to slide their proposals to the committees before they come to the mega one which is done in communities to always i always look at them because i've been part of these champions as rubber stamping of this budget True, it is it is and, and i think that is where you you were yeah, coming to yeah. so i want to be in this parliament mm-hmm. so i have a team of 20 people in lady ward whom i'm well trained in budget making cycle and they will bring the proposals for development they want to see in Lindy Ward at the very right stage of the budget making process. process. So you do not bring in your proposals when this budget making process is yeah. in the final or the tail ends. Yeah. So you get where I'm coming from. Yeah, and there is a so when I, I, when, I, I, when I was saying, sorry, when I was saying about public participation, I mean, you have all the noble ideas on what should be done on mental health promotion in Nairobi County. How do they slide? into programs and sub-programs, as you mentioned in your statements there. They only need leadership that is accessible, a leadership that is conversant to the realities, and a leadership that is open to seeing a progressive and proactive Nairobi County. I want to be that person. True. I want you to have that contact person where we go sure. If I want this promotion on health and mental health in Nairobi, John Wilson Musila is there. Uh, I'm, I, I think I said this, I'm, I'm open to anything, I expect anything, I prepared myself for this. And you mean re- rejection in regards to politics? Isn't yeah, it? when people now say you go to a particular region in Lindy Water, then they're like, they can't listen to you. I mean, they want... Like, we, yeah. we are for person X and X. Yeah, we are for person X and X. You know, one of the beautiful things about my candidacy, and I think maybe it will get there, but it has not gotten to a point where I've been turned out in in guys that this is somebody's or somebody's uh, area. I've been received almost everywhere and I've been able to talk to. But one of the things I'm also sure is I expect anything. Yeah. We are more candidates, different candidates to say, but the same vote. Yeah. You know, the same electorate. All of us are going to ask for their support. If you have your own person that you're supporting, no problem. And saying it again cannot be used to your disadvantage. The whole thing is, I'm not going into elections with the mentality that I must win the elections. The elections will only be won. It is not a do or die. Yes, the elections will only be won by one person. So this is not a a matter of life and death. No, no, no. There is much more to elections. 
we are trying to offer a solution to this community. If we can't do it through these elections, there's another elections in 2027. There's another elections in 2032. I will still be there if God allows me the blessings of life. But even without the political leadership, there's still many other opportunities to offer leadership in these communities. And I will still be there, you know. So whether you going to agree to my vices now or not, no problem. But one of the things that I will say, let us do it respectfully so that we do not hurt others physically or emotionally. But at times emotionally, you're not sure if you're hurting or not. But like I said, I am open. I, I don't do campaigns every day of the week. If I feel like the last three uh, days have been more turbulent, I will take a four days rest to just uh, heal and come back again. So campaigning is a full day. It's a full-time job, brother. Uh, but I mean, this, these are the only interviews where you only don't go on a single day. You know, uh, every day. <laughs> political leadership, you, you have the longest interviews. <laughs> People are looking at your CV, and your CV means a lot. Do they actually ask? Because now if we have presidential candidates who, who don't even meet the requirements, what does that say about Kenyans? No, Kenyans do, but I will tell you what they ask in their CVs. Number one, for especially as MCS, Unaishi Waps. So if, if you don't live within them, however much you've lived in that community, uh, maybe in their checklist, you're being used. You, you're already not one of them. And number two, <laughs> they just want to see how much money they can milk out of your pocket. Yeah. <laughs> you know, these are the things they want in your CV. And when you respond out of order at times, it turns vibaya. But nonetheless, like I keep saying, uh, I'm in the right side of history that I tried to offer a solution to my community. So even if not now, history will always be there to say, John Musio Musila tried. Yeah. What, what would you tell somebody that, what would you tell first of all, what do we need to know as Kawaida people as when we're interacting with politi politicians, not politicians, like candidates, what do we need to know that we can do so that we make life easier for you guys in terms of like mental health wise? We are not extraordinary people. Mm -hmm. We are just people. You are just people. Yes. So treat us as that. If we are lucky to have something to share, accept. Yeah, if, we, if, if you're we not, then you shouldn't be attacked, yeah. antagonized. If we that. don't have things to share at that particular instance, also accept because it is the same thing. I would come to you and you are not able to offer anything. And I will have to accept. So I think let us treat politicians as human beings, who they are. These are not people that have come from the moon. And these are not people who have a money bank in their house where they, yeah. the moment they are leaving the house, they just grab and go. No, 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 no. These are just normal human beings. I mean, for me, they even know me well. Yeah. It's nothing much of an introduction I need to do. You've seen me dance on the streets. You've seen me acting on the streets. And you've never seen me employed anywhere. You've not seen me go abroad to bring money here. So I, what has changed? <laughs> There's this statement that Kenyans like to say that uh, our leaders are bad, our leaders are evil, and things like that. 
now you on the other side of leadership what do you have to say about Kenyans about CC what work are you I really don't know if I have anything much to say about Kenyans but I just want to say that let us not be stupid let us not be stupid and by that I mean do not put in too much requirements on leadership than is proper leadership you know we've gone to the extent that the community is saying I know this leader is bound to fail and so let us eat now so that they will have their tech for the five years they'd be in office that is utmost stupidity because who compares the failures of the other to the failures of the next if my predecessor has failed doesn't mean I'm going to be a failure equally we are not doing the same exam I can only be judged against my own exam so let us not stoop that law to normalize failure in leadership let us not stoop so low to put some caps on leadership that are not necessarily leadership there's nowhere that money equates to good leadership and there's nowhere that my drive equates to good leadership good leadership equates to the qualities and the virtues of the person that you're voting into leadership if you cannot get it from me then it is in somebody else go for that person and this is why you see in in the run up to elections politicians have even encouraged their friends to move votes to where they they are going to run so they they can be voted by their friends but how fair is that to their communities i want the community to own up to their issues and that is why i did not bring even a single friend to lindy ward because i want if i am elected the people of lindy to hold me accountable so if i fail they would say it is our failure we voted in a bad leader if i accomplish they will celebrate knowing they can own that leadership because imagine a friend of mine living in pipeline coming to vote for me another one living in kawangware coming to vote for me and immediately after elections after they have casted their vote they go back to where they they belong and if i fail the people who are suffering is the kawaida people of lindi of what sense does that make does it make so we even contribute to more troubles in that community yeah. than doing good Yeah. So MCS disappear with bursary. So a, a parent as their child sent out of school they cannot do anything. So like we say, I mean I'm looking at things very widely. Even in the mental health now of the community. Huni mtoto amefukuzwa shule you are not able to pay. The MCS is supposed to give you bursary does not care because only 1% of votes from that area contributed to their win. So even if they disappear they are not disadvantaging anyone in their mindset. So we affect the community at large. Wow, interesting. I know we've been talking for a while now. Derek, do you have? No, I'm, I'm impressed with how Chinaman the MC, now Chinaman the MCA, is you know handling things and the fact that he has people to support him. He's so much informed and aware about himself and the extent he can go and what he wants to do for the people and that is the most important thing and i hope other aspirants are listening to this podcast to to learn a few things uh, so that you can help them you know past or post post election you know we need we need we need people we need we need to see our leaders past that yeah so i'm i'm, I'm impressed 
Yeah, I'm also very excited that we've had this conversation. I think it's very timely based on the season that we are in. I guess I have just one question. Last question is on our ability, because you see, our tolerance level also has an effect on our mental health because we've seen now friends turn enemies because now we're in different camps, we're supporting different candidates. And how? what would you say, what should you say about, about that? about people needing to coexist together now because from the 10th of august we're just still going to be neighbors we're going to be friends and the politicians most of them will be very far away from us one of the things i will tell people even in normal life we do not agree on everything the same way in politics, we must not agree on everything. If you feel like my ideologies are different from yours, you have all the rights to agree to whatever ideology. But what is important is the same way we handle the differences in other aspects of life is the same way we must handle differences politically. politically. If we are able to talk uh, over my, my, my wife or my girlfriend pouring water on your doorstep, and we were able to mop that floor together and we didn't bring a fight. Why then is it difficult to say Azimio and Kenya Kwanza and our different political ideologies and even laugh about it? So let us remember that politics is a seasonal game. You play after five years, for five years we do leadership. We play again, we do leadership. So it is a thing that comes and goes. But our coexistence is always most often here. I will serve you tea when I have made it na I will be the person who can be suit you. yule yuko karibu na So mimi ndio yule ambaye nitakufaa tu wakati wako wa haja. Na mimi ndio utakuwa karibu na mimi. Kiongozi anaweza kukutengenezea tu mandhari mazuri kwa kuhakikisha kwamba katika ile jamii kuna oja nzuri ama kuna sheria nzuri za kuboresha maisha lakini yule ambaye anaweza kukusaidia wakati una haja ya haraka ni yule ambaye mnaishi naye muue leo ama muue kesho na basi utabaki na hakuna wa kukufaa Wow, I think that's a good place to end. Chainama, thank you so much for coming to our podcast. I know this is going to be of impact to so many people that are listening to it. Here from the Mental Wealth Podcast, we wish you the best. And we are very proud and happy that you're prioritizing your mental health even in this season. And with that, guys, me, I am out. Do you guys want to say bye? Thank you very much for listening in. Always take care of yourselves physically, emotionally, and of course any other form. Spiritually. Spiritually. Yeah. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs>